Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Happy Friday, friends. Today is our final episode in our series all around Unreached People Group. We had last week, David Platt and Stephen Morales were on. Both of them work for Radical. On Wednesday, Andy Canton was on, who has an organization called Launch Global. And today, Jessica Hutz is on. And Jessica is the founder of Activate Global, which is a ministry committed to taking the love of Jesus to the hardest places in the world, and Elevate, which is a nonprofit social enterprise focused on empowering families through handcrafted leather goods. Today, Jess joins us and she tells us her story of how this all started as a young 20-something girl heading overseas. Uh, She tells us about the journey that her and her husband, Brandon, have been on over the past decade. Today, Activate Global serves in 15 of the world's most challenging nations where they've launched 384 businesses for local church planters. They've trained 637 leaders, partnered in planting 568 simple churches, And they've engaged 142 unique unreached people groups. They're doing amazing work. And I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. I want to let you know that at the end, we talk about some of the new products that Elevate is creating. And their bags are beautiful. If you are a part of our Happy Hour Live that was in December or you shopped at any of the partners that we partnered with, Elevate was one of them. And so I love their bags. I have several of their bags. Everyone at the Ivy Media office loves them. And we're giving two bags away over on my Instagram account. So make sure you're following me. It's at Jamie Ivy, And we've got some giveaways going on over there. I would love for one of you to bring home one of these amazing bags uh, that we're getting to give away because of their generosity with Elevate. All right, you guys, here's my conversation with Jess. Jessica, welcome to the happy hour. Jamie, thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Well, welcome all the way from Nebraska, too. I know. It's just like, it's so cold still. Are so you in Lincoln? Yes, Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, I've home. been to Lincoln, Nebraska one time that I 100% remember. And? This is, this is the story <laughs> of my life. It's like, I'll, I'll, be, a, I'll yeah. be places. Like, I went to Boston in the spring. And I'm like, this is my first time to Boston. It's uh, so awesome. And then I'm like, I was here three years ago with one of my kids on a trip. <laughs> like, I literally forget things so easily. So the one trip I remember is if you have been around the happy hour for a long time, you know that this is a really weird thing I'm about to say because I get really weird about it. But I ran in the Junior Olympics when I was in – when I was Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm very, pr- I'm very proud <laughs> oh, of it. that's awesome. When the Olympics come on, I tell my kids that I am an Olympian as well. Anyhow, all that to say <laughs> – we had a meet in Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's go. I mean, I was in like seventh grade. I'm sure it was the most memorable place you've For ever been. For seventh grader, it was just like a track meet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, and then I think I spoke in Nebraska once, but anyhow, well, welcome yeah. to Austin. Thank you. I'm so excited love to have here. you here. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jess. My Most people call me Jess. Only people who call me Jessie are those church people when you're growing up. And they're oh. like, Jessie, and I'm like, do you oh, go? No. Do, do you respond? Um, I do, because there's weird. like that... Mm-hmm. That group of people who can call you Jesse because they've known you your yeah. whole life. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, just don't love Jesse. So like I'm Jess. Jess. Yeah, I'm Jess Hutz. And yeah, from moved to Lincoln, Nebraska not too long ago, which from Kearney, Nebraska, mm-hmm. um, for several years of my life and kind of born and raised in small town Nebraska life. So love that's it. me. You're married? Married. Married to Brandon. He is absolutely incredible. We've almost been married 10 years Congrats in August. Congrats. So we're celebrating that this year. That's awesome. Um, this is our fourth and final episode in this series. Like I, I, at the happy hour, I don't do series a lot, but I decided last fall, I'm like, I want to do a series on unreached people groups. I spent mm-hmm. some time with David Platt and some radical stuff that they were doing. And I was just like, this is what I can do. This is my contribution. Right. I love it. Um, because as people have been listening, especially with you and Andy on Wednesday, especially even talking about mobilization and like, mm. what do we do? For me, I was like, you know what? I can bring people's voices to people. So this is wow. you're, the, you're you're the finale. Ah, that's so incredible, Jamie. Because I was one of those people. David and his ministry has been so significant mm. in my mobilization journey. Yeah. I hear a lot of people say that. Yeah, I mean, specifically about David Platt, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. Yeah. So you're our final episode talking about unreached people groups, and I love it that every person has brought something different. And mm. 
when I was looking to fill this spot, I was like, this would be really great because we have partnered with you guys and a company that you own a lot at the happy hour. Yeah. And that's great and that's fun and that's all the things. <laughs> but I want to go deeper. So what I do know about you is that you run two organizations. Yeah. And I want to hear how this all started. So mm-hmm. give us a little backstory on how you got where you are today in 2023. Yeah. So Brandon and I meet on a short-term trip to South Asia. Okay. And um, find out on this trip, well, one, I didn't know how to share the gospel, Jamie. So I'm on this trip to share the gospel with people who've not heard or, you know, very, very little access to the gospel. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't really know how to do that super yeah. well. So I see Brandon, super confident, just like evangelist. And I'm like, um, will you help me like learn how to share the gospel? Yeah. And that was kind of it. And then at the end of that trip, we really connected. Did you think connected. he was cute? Were you like, well, this cute boy, will you help me? There's such a story here. Okay, <laughs> we don't have time, <laughs> but anyhow. Okay. But yes, okay, capital I, I yes. Um, just Brandon's incredible. And so he just kind of oriented me to share my faith. And that's where we met. And so we met, you know, halfway around the world in South Asia. Both end up, I'm like, where are you from? Nebraska right? Small town in Nebraska. Both went to something called a country school. Uh Um, So that's really where this journey starts because um, we are on this trip. We're being exposed to just a gravity of intense weighty issues. And I would say I'm from a pretty, you know, like I I didn't grow up with a ton of exposure. My grandfather was a pioneer missionary, um, helped found New Tribes Mission Aviation. Mm -hmm. It's now Ethnos 360. So I had some tribal missions experience, maybe awareness, but um, as far as what was going on in our time, we were just exposed to um, a lot of the trafficking um, that was happening in this nation and, and pe- meeting people who were like, is Jesus, who, we were like, do you know who Jesus is? Mm-hmm. Is that who you're going to pick up at the airport? No, I mean, that no love, concept that, of, yeah. yes, that's what we're talking about here. And I'm like, it did, it gripped me. Mm-hmm. And I was standing on a rooftop of a place we were staying, looking over this city. And it was like, I had a calling. The Lord was like, I'm calling you to the nations. Now, I didn't exactly know what that meant then. Um, later, we we got back Brent, from this trip. Brandon and I ended up dating, getting married not too long yeah, after. <laughs> I love it. And just setting our hearts on the nations. We're like, we have got to be about that. Now, in that time, we just started going to missions conferences because mm-hmm. we're like, well, it sounds like a good place to yeah, start. Yeah. And um, that was where I was confronted with the reality of what's called an unreached people group. Mm-hmm. And it was a tool that they used to just kind of paint and display this. It was a long black wall with columns and columns of names mm. of ethnic populations that were living beyond access to the gospel. And the gospel set me free. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why it was so personal because I was a broken mess before Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the, to think like, these people have never even had access to knowing. It just did something to us. Yeah. So that's when um, Brandon and I were just like, Lord, whatever you want, like, are anything's on the table, mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, we're How willing. How old were you then? 22. A baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. And I only bring that up because I'm like, it, it, it makes me so happy. Hmm. to see like someone so young go I want to give my entire life to not only just like missions but to like unreached people groups whereas a lot of people in the states still aren't even aware of that I hope they are now if they're happier listeners because we've been talking about it for two weeks (laughs) but even just that concept of like this is what I do okay so you and Brandon are 22 newly married and you're like God this is what God has for us this is it like we were like we're gonna this is what we want to do with our whole lives. Mm. And um, is we want to be in some way a part, Lord, of what you're doing. Because we learned about this whole biblical narrative, right? Like the storyline of God is yeah. on this rescue mission for humanity. Uh-huh. And we're like, we now more than ever before in history, we know a lot for the most part, we know where these people are and we know who they are. We got to know how to get to them. Mm-hmm. We have more scripture access, access than we've ever had. And we're like, Oh my, we mm. want to be about that. Yeah. And so that is what propelled us to move back to South Asia for a season to discover what God had. And honestly, we had, it was when, pe- when people ask me like, oh, you know, tell our kids this story. I'm like, you don't want me to tell your kids this story because yeah. we did nothing put together. It was like we had no mission sending agency. We had no strategy. Um, we raised support in two months. Wow. And we got on a plane and we moved to South Asia. Uh-huh. And I were people like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, crazy. Yeah. And, and you look back and I'm like, I don't know what we were thinking. We just 
wanted to be where Jesus wanted us to be. And that's where we felt like it was. And so that lands us back up in South Asia. And what we see as kind of God's genius in this whole thing as being now that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known then was that um, by not going in the way that it was more a traditional route, um, we were able to go and serve right under local leadership, mm-hmm. like local pastors. Yeah. Um, and they just they couldn't believe that our people would send us, our parents would send us uh-huh. in 22 <laughs> under a local pastor and mm-hmm. leadership. So that broke down so many walls and they just started kind of like giving us insight. Like wow. we were like our big thing, which kicked off these ministries was um, we want to be a part of serving you however we can and taking the gospel to the unreached. Um, would you give us a job? Some people ask, like, how did you start these ministries? Like, we didn't really. Mm-hmm. Like, they did. Yeah. And we beca- our goal and desire became how do we serve and accelerate those most near to, mm-hmm. culturally and geographically, um, the unreached. We just want to be wind in their sails, fuel yeah. on their fire. And that eventually emerged into uh, the ministries they are now. So, How long were you guys there? We were only there for eight months. Uh-huh. And... Um, we had some complications, and so we came back, kind of discovering a pathway toward this. And that's when we had met our first group of of believers that were significantly persecuted, mm-hmm. um, had all sorts of, of setbacks when their family, culture, mm-hmm. just generally. And we're like, how could we help you overcome some setbacks and birth some dreams? Wow. And that's really when we became about sustainability mm-hmm. in frontier missions, something that um, as far as just income generation for local mm-hmm. believers as a key part of their engagement strategy in taking the gospel to a new place and people, which was kind of unique. Is that how Activate Global started? Is that what started yep, first? Yep, exactly. Hey friends, I hope you're loving this conversation. It's been one of my favorite I've recorded this year, but I want to tell you, Jessica started Elevate, which is one of the over 300 businesses that they've started. And with Elevate, every purchase directly fuels small business initiatives for families living in 14 vulnerable countries around the world. Elevate is a nonprofit that believes in creating sustainable job solutions globally that improve lives and transform communities. Now, Elevate is creating jobs for people. It's creating training. Uh, it's transforming communities. And you get to be a part of that when you buy the leather goods from Elevate. Now, I could go on and on about their goods. Last year, I got the Natalie Hat Tote, which is an amazing leather bag that you can carry your hat on the side of it. It's amazing. I have the DeMarco Crossbody. I have the Traveler's Tote and I have the bucket bag. I love their leather goods so much. They have great wallets. One of my sons carries one of their wallets. You guys, they're doing such great work around the world and you get to be a part of it through your purchasing. Check out everything that Elevate is doing. Go to elevatepeople.com. That's elevatepeople.com. They have stuff for women, for men, all kinds of leather goods to really, really make an investment, not only in a purse or a bag for yourself, but make an investment around the world. You guys, people at Elevate so kindly have given us a discount code. So use happy hour 15. It's going to give you 15% off your entire order. Don't forget proceeds from every purchase are invested into families living in vulnerable communities, kickstarting their dreams through small business training, mentorship, and low to no interest loans. You will not regret your new purchase from Elevate. You need a new leather bag. They are your people. Go to elevatepeople.com. Don't forget to use the discount code HAPPYHOUR15 for 15% off your entire order. So, you know, I think just I'd love for you to explain this just for a lot of listeners to understand because we've been talking about this for two weeks. And so there is a little bit of understanding now. But even you said like you met people and they're telling you their stories, they turn and follow Jesus the same way that you and I have, Mm -hmm. and yet it costs them everything. Yes, It it has the potential to cost them everything. So you meet these new believers, and they still want to follow Jesus, Mm -hmm. even with all the costs and all the persecutions. And so you saw there's a really great need for them to be able to have money. Yeah. Because they can lose their jobs. They can lose their families. And so is that how... Talk to us a little bit about yep. what you saw and then what Activate Global stepped in to do. Yeah, that is what we saw. We saw um, that there were some, um, either near to or of the same culture, some, a remnant of, of people who were following Jesus, 
um, who are seeking to live missionally and, and dynamically engage the people groups around them. Um, so we just never wanted to leave them out of the equation. We actually think they're the key breakthrough mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. in the equation. And um, so when we just started listening, um, how could we best accelerate and serve? So part of it was just the, the degree of persecution and opposition that they were facing um, to just sustain life, mm. livelihoods. To uh, another part and, and kind of dynamic part of the picture was they had new places they wanted to send workers to. And so, yeah, the sustaining of their livelihoods, as well as the training they need, just discipleship training and forming a simple church in mm-hmm. some of the contexts that we work in now. Um, but then it was like, yeah, they were struggling just, I mean, just living, surviving, um, because they came from strong and and pretty intense backgrounds. Um, one of our, our partners, his his own family was about to kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to be graphic, but he was going to kill him in an honor killing is what mm-hmm. they called it. If we kill you in this way, it'll redeem honor to our family. Mm-hmm. And um, as they were bringing this knife down over his neck, the earth shook and his brother fell over. And it, it just scared them all so much. They said, God is with you. And he ran and was able to get away. And it's been this long process and journey of him like saying like, God redeemed my wife and he redeemed my family and now they're on mission together. And we saw these stories, right? Everything just starts with stories. It was just, we saw families struggling Mm. and we're like, we want to help you with missional training and focus, but small business Mm. development because we saw that these businesses were able to sustain them, give them identity Mm -hmm. in the community. Um, So now I've been able to help kickstart several businesses for local believers on the ground. But yeah, it's been it's been a powerful thing. Okay, you said several businesses. I'll be the one to brag. (laughs) Okay. Today, Activate Global serves in 15 of the world's most challenging nations where they have launched 384. Yeah. She said a couple. 384 (laughs) businesses for local church planters, trained 637 leaders, partnered in planning 568 simple churches, and have engaged 142 unique unreached people groups. That's amazing. It's it's been powerful because each one of those numbers, it's like, I I just heard this last week about uh, my husband was in East Africa on the field seeing these businesses and encouraging the believers doing training there's a woman whose husband left her um, because they were so poor they only had one egg in there and to feed their family and she decided to feed it to her child instead of her husband so he came home and he was really upset and he left her and um, she was a part of this faith network this church planting network um, that knew about her and so they said hey you need that activate global training um, and because she was a believer and um, and they trained her not just to help her in that moment but like for a life because mm-hmm. we talk about that a lot and empowerment's hard yeah. it's harder than a, than an initial yes mm-hmm. I mean we need to do that too sometimes but it's like a it's a life thing mm-hmm. not like a now thing and she took this training and now she's um, feeding everyone in the village chickens and we're like that's great Her you know it's one of the yes exactly and it's like whoa that's one of the 384 Mm. It's her just faithfully serving and proclaiming the gospel and working with her hands in her place and space. And mm. again, each, all the areas that we serve are only and always among the unreached. A lot of times among um, people groups, we call frontier people groups. So it's like 0.1% mm. or less, um, meaning we just need a gravity of focus on those places to be able to see some gospel engagement happen. I would love to hear your reasoning behind that. David touched on that in his episode last week about how much missions money in the states actually goes towards unreached people groups Mm -hmm. it's pretty low yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) so i would love to hear like what was it for you i mean Mm -hmm. you've talked a lot about what you've seen and stuff but it could be very easy for you to say like most of our stuff will go here but you seem very like adamant that Mm -hmm. this is where we will serve what is that for you total undergirding and just conviction jamie it's Mm -hmm. just like the lord he's like i've called you these people Mm -hmm. um and the way brandon always describes it be like if you're picking up a really heavy log and like there's like 50 people on this end of the log but there's like one guy on the other Mm -hmm. side um so we just we just feel like the lord highlighted that for us Mm -hmm. and for us it's just like total obedience thing like just like it's it's unreached people and is there are times where we work in certain nations that like in East Africa, for example, I'll say Ethiopia, like the Ethiopian church recognizes it. 
they are mobilizing young people, older people, like everyone like crazy mm-hmm. to engage the unreached around them. Because so it's our, our our missions, like David Platt says it, fields become mission forces. And that's why that's so important yeah. is because we that's what we see happening around the world is that we have got to focus. Um, I was listening to, um, you know, Paul Eshelman. He's he helped create something called the Jesus Film super impactful and we were at a missions conference once it sobered me um i was just super young right like youngest female in every room i'm in pretty much and uh there's these just amazing missional giants and and someone asked paul Eshelman, why are the unreached still unreached and they're getting in the elevator the doors are closing and paul just looks at him and he said a lack of focus and the doors closed. it was like cinematic yeah for real and it gave me goosebumps and i was like a lack of focus mm. And I think that speaks to that as the Lord asked us to focus, mm-hmm. um, to take it to those who've never heard. Mm-hmm. And I was just in North Africa a few months ago, walking around, and there was a people group that we knew of. We didn't know of any known believers in the people group. We're like, can we go pray for a household of peace? Do you know anyone who would welcome us in? And our local partner's like, yeah, we know. And I go into this room, and there's this pregnant mama, and my, my spirit just highlighted her to me. And I was like, can we sit with us, you know? And um, do you know about Jesus the Messiah, Esau Masih? And she goes, I heard about him on the TV once. And I was just like, what did you think? I want to know more. And she's like sitting there just like so wanting to know more, Mm. but so didn't know anyone within the like vicinity of her life and reality who could help her understand more. And so those stories to me iterate the focus that God gave us mm. to saying it, it's unreached people. Jess, we have got to focus on taking the gospel to those who've never even had the opportunity mm. to to turn and follow in that way. How do you guys do this without just you and Brandon? Like, explain to it. Like, if someone's listening and they're like, "How do I be a part of this? What What do y'all look like with, with helping people join you in your mission?" Totally, we have an incredible small team. We also have a global teams around the world. So locals, um, nearly all of our infrastructure is from people from the nations that we serve, mm-hmm. um, and we also have trainers that are on the Activate Global team who are helping us. And, and we're small right now. We're building curriculum and building teammates to serve over nations and all of our local partnerships mm-hmm. in country. Um, and then we have ways for people people here um, to be able to to join this and go, what does that look like for everyday people? Mm-hmm. You know, one of our uh, very king- kingdom businesses is what we call them. One of our favorites um, is called Elevate. Mm-hmm. It's one of the 384 that we have started. And, and that was a, a leather workshop, all focused on the kingdom. And people have bought Elevate products. They've been able to join our prayer team, give to Activate Global. And what we do with that is we train and we kickstart small businesses for church planners around the world. Um, so just that awareness piece of going, um, that's where it started for us. It was mm-hmm. just like, we just decided to read the word and go, oh, I think this is like, like literally applies mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Like we had to, we took it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when life started kind of upending for us in a really cool way. I want to talk about Elevate in a minute, but I also want to stop here for a second. You've mentioned several times that you heard from the Lord mm-hmm. or this is where you feel the Lord has you and Brandon. And I know a lot of people could be listening and and think to themselves, like, what does that actually mean? And what does that Mm -hmm. look like for you? And so I'd love it if you would just, like, share a little bit about, like, how does that, those intimate moments with the Lord, how does that push you into what you're doing now? I feel like it's what got me where I am, and it's what keeps me. Like, this is where I get emotional, because I just love the Lord. Um, My abiding in Him like, it's like I can serve, but not out of angst anymore. And I, the reason I'm emotional is that wasn't always me, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been a striver. I've been a achiever, go-getter, like all these things. And the Lord just nestled me in. He just brought me under the shadow of his wing. It's just like we're going together. It's not just what you're doing for me, Jess. It's what you're doing with me. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that's kept me in this because, you know, leadership, it's hard. It's like trying to build team and make a difference and see where we're supposed to go and discern direction and under a, a fleshy, like, human person, right? Like, mm-hmm. how? And the Lord just, like, helped me to see how much fun it is when we go with him. And so he's just in every room, um, just trying to go into the, in the peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like, he's just in us. He's everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And so that's huge for me is leading from following, from being the, fir- for the first follower, listening, and I'm um, just enjoying that, I don't know, just like 
so many of my moments, I felt like even just in 2020, I had a really strong kind of speaking to that, like hearing from God in a really powerful way. It doesn't happen to me all the time in that sense, in this sense, but this day it did. And I was just crying, worshiping God in my room by myself. End up on, we didn't really have chairs in the room yet. So it was like just a rug. And I end up on the floor just praying, crying out to the Lord for more teammates to come join us in this work. Um, and I just felt like that inaudible kind of voice mm-hmm. of the Lord. And he's like, you can ask me for a team. But Jess, I'm asking you to ask me for the nations. Mm. And I was like, that's audacious. Like, mm. I am this little bird. This is who I am, Lord. I'm a little girl from Nebraska. Like, you know, and he and you're asking me to ask you for the nations? Mm. And he was like, that's what I'm asking you to ask me for. So I'm like, he didn't say if he was going to give it or not. You know, <laughs> but it was yeah. just like he's asking me to ask him for him. And I, I feel like that's what's grounded me. That's what's helped us to know, Lord, is it right or left? Mm. There've been there had been times, literally, we were praying, Lord, do you want us to go east or west? With a country expansion opportunity we mm-hmm. had. Um, and we heard him say west. And then we end up in a nation and a local goes, we were telling him this story, it's testimony. How'd you end up here? He's like, You know what our country means, right? The name means West. The place where the sun sets. And I'm like, Of course it does. That's where you God's know, supposed to go. <laughs> That's where he's calling us. So sometimes feel like a stronger sense of clarity other times it's just really scared faith Mm -hmm. but either way it's all just coming from there Mm. it's the only place I feel good about it advancing from yeah you know you mentioned something earlier that I want to touch on for just a second is you said you know you were 22 this is when your whole life was upending all the things and a lot of people in that age bracket you know 18 to 25 feel this calling on their life mm. and the most um maybe discouragement or the most um difficultness about going to the nations would come from parents mm-hmm. and yeah. i am a parent with a 19 year old okay and so it's all fun and games yeah it's all just Ugh. conversation until it's your own child yes and i would like to say confidently that i would be supportive of my kid like i'll just say that and it will let it be lord <laughs> Um, but I would just love to hear, not even to talk about your parents in general Mm -hmm. by any means, but like, what was it that at 21, 22, that you had the confidence to be able to say like, I think I can do this because I think there are a lot of people who are in their forties who are trying to figure out that confidence, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of people who are in their fifties who are parenting kids in that age. And listen, we want to empower our Mm -hmm. kids at the end of the day, as much as you're like, ah, that would be really hard for my kid to live in Mm -hmm. another country or live Mm -hmm. in a place where there's persecution for being a believer. But at the end of the day, I really think most people following Jesus would want to lay their heads down at night and say, Mm -hmm. God, thank you for a child who wants to serve you. So all that to say, Mm -hmm. can you talk about that confidence? Like, Mm -hmm. and I I know you're going to tell me it came from God, but I just really also want to like, like, what were the things that helped you? What were the things that helped your parents? Like, what did that look like for you at a young age? Yeah, I think... It was like my parents raised us in, the, in things that maybe you can't even articulate because they were so a part of your reality. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think, Lord, help me answer this. Because there, like I mentioned, my grandfather was a pioneer. So we grew up um, and there was a little trauma around that in my family because that was back in the era of missions where that was a hard era of missions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a missionary kid, you ended up in boarding school and that may or maybe mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. a good experience for you. My dad ended up, um, there's just pain there, yeah. right? Just hard. And, um, but yet my parents didn't have much as far as earthly resources on material things, but um, we always sent support to missionaries. It was always like this, really well talked about thing Mm. and it was like this is a part of the kingdom so i just think having awareness about it Mm -hmm. was really critical um and then i saw my dad kind of go for a dream like he was a um a professional fisherman i don't know and i just thought like i grew up around a context where he just kind of he went for it Mm -hmm. you know and i i think that maybe sewed into it it's like you can just go for stuff yeah um can you i don't know i guess you can Mm -hmm. um also i didn't realize that you needed qualifications i'm just saying i didn't know that Mm -hmm. people had like master's degrees in missiology Uh and phds i didn't i didn't grow up around a, a strong like go to christian college mm-hmm. like just went to the state university mm-hmm. i just didn't know that you couldn't 
or that you shouldn't. I now it's funny because I'm like I've tried to go get equipped in different ways to just do the mission at hand, but I certainly didn't know you needed it before you went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's that was just it. I like it. I just didn't know any better. I love it. It reminds me of my friend Katie who was on the show too, like decade not decades, she's young. But she just went moved to Uganda, just like picked up and like, I'm going to go live in Uganda and I'm 18 and I'm going to change people's lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like that. But I think you're right. I think parents have a critical role in solidifying you Mm -hmm. in a way where you have an opportunity and you're like, yeah, Yeah. I think I could do that. I know. And even when you were saying like, we just went, like we didn't know what we were doing. Mm hmm. When you get older, you're like, why would you do that? But I look back at my own life and things very different than what mm. you experienced. Erin and I did this. We just moved to another city once with no jobs. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I'm sure our parents were like, yeah. wait, you don't have jobs? Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, exactly. we don't have jobs, but we're moving. What? And we That's found this apartment. Crazy. And so there is something really simple and beautiful about that, though, mm-hmm. that I think as the older you get and you start to like yep. reason more, mm-hmm. I would think that even I would I would miss that a little bit like wait, can't we just go? Mm. Let's just go and see what happens. And um, following God, I mean, Mm. obviously for his protection and and what he's supposed to have for you there. Um, Okay, I want to talk about Elevate. So that is what I knew you from. And so Mm -hmm. all everything you've said up until now has been brand new information for me. (laughs) I'm like, there is Elevate to me. It's like you see an iceberg. It's like the very tip. And you're like, oh, there's an entire thing underneath here. (laughs) So even until you just said this, I didn't realize Elevate was one of those businesses that you Mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to tell us about Elevate. Mm -hmm. And why do I know about Elevate? This feels like a weird question. If you have helped start 384 businesses why do I know about Mm -hmm. Elevate what made that yeah Elevate into like bringing it to the marketplace here totally so I would say Elevate the reason we know about Elevate a little more here is Elevate was our first application point can missional businesses businesses designed to bring the kingdom um can they accelerate frontier mission Mm. does that work Mm -hmm. we didn't know yeah um, we found a group of people in this nation that had this dream on their heart, a leather workshop. So what nation I, can you say? I cannot okay. know. What area but, can you um, say that? South Asia. Okay, there yeah. you go. And um, they they were the sweetest people. Can I pause you for a second? Because yeah. people might be wondering, why can't you say? Yeah, I just, that's a real thing. I know. So yeah. can you educate the listeners? Totally. Because it can be like, like I'm yeah. totally cool with it, mm-hmm. but I... I'm always going to ask in case you can, but yeah. can you explain why? Yeah. Because everyone these last two weeks has done this, but okay. we've never said why. So can you tell us? Yeah. Our nations of implementing um, are are sensitive because of the people's lives connected to these stories. Um, part of me in so many circumstances is like, shout it from the rooftops. Their stories are incredible. We just know that we have to have a degree of caution around that because of the persecution, the very real persecution they do face, um, both governmentally and, um, so, so, you know, their social setting, mm-hmm. um, people around them, their culture, as well as their family. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's sensitive um though they're all bringing the kingdom i mean and they're just sharing the love of jesus where they are and with the children just doing beautiful things um it still poses a real risk their lives um particularly um if you look at the 10 most persecuted nations in the world um activate global currently works in seven of them Mm -hmm. and those aren't uh, like persecuted they're persecuted for a reason Mm -hmm. and so we're just going oh lord would you give us wisdom to steward conversations that would protect your people thank you for sharing okay carry on with elevate yeah so this was the very the very first thought and i had spent a hot minute in the fashion industry like hot minute like a a assistant to somebody else like just not much Uh just very very raw exposure yep Yep, and and I got my toe right back out. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm moving, I'm moving to South Asia. Yeah. Like, I'll be a missionary. Like, this is not my thing. Um, and then I end up what got ends up kind of unfolding in front of us is that like opportunity creation mm-hmm. is actually really critical. And um, this group had a dream of a leather workshop, and I was like, why leather? We're like, oh, this is just what we know. Yeah. So it wasn't a whole lot to it other than that was just background for these people like it was their dream Mm -hmm. um so when people ask about elevate and the line itself and the leather and all this stuff um that just wasn't at all on our radar uh we were just saw a dream in them Mm -hmm. and we're like we want to help birth and accelerate that dream Uh and so i end up like 
you know, after the toe in, toe out yeah. of the fashion industry. I end up on a, like just a little notepad, just sketching up a wallet. Uh, I didn't even, honestly, I was very unaware that this was even like a whole industry. Okay. And at the time it was kind of an emerging industry uh-huh. as far as like ethical or cause driven brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know much about that at all. And so I was like, but I just wanted to create something I thought our people would love. And this was just the very first place for us. And so that's why it's one of the many. But what we realized, what Elevate was beautiful and this leather workshop was doing amazing things. But when I looked at that map um, of the unreached people groups um, on joshuaproject.net, you can find a map with a lot of red dots on it. And I looked at that map and I'm like, man, if we're banking on Elevate only to be able to generate income for this or to, we're limiting ourselves. But if we help teach the principle of what became Elevate, the principle could impact thousands mm. um, and, it, and to scale. And when we share it with other organizations and we kind of, we develop it more and staff it more and resource it more, that could really innovate mm-hmm. this whole space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, again, being with the Lord, and I was like, help me think better about this. So Elevate was beautiful, but limited in mm-hmm. some ways. And so we were like, we want to be about training a whole bunch of people to do what they just did. And that's when what we activate global calls our kingdom business training program became a thing. Yeah. And Brandon just ends up writing a, you know, a 200 page small business curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, like that. He's just a people guy. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know how that even happened. Um, but yeah, that's when we really decided to take what the Lord was blessing here and to grow it, mm. but that growing it didn't necessarily look like products on Elevate's product line. It looked like the chicken hatchery mm-hmm. with the woman in East Africa, and it looked like a taxi in the Horn of Africa, yeah. and it looked like um, this great donkey, and and he has a bread cart behind the donkey uh-huh. in North Africa, uh-huh. and it looked like a ho- we yeah. wanted to localize the yep. expression of the gospel. Mm-hmm rather than drive everything toward. So Elevate was your first business that you did. exactly. Wow. Scary. I didn't know how to do a business. And it probably is like, you know, the uh, the other ones you listed, I think you picked the best one to market to uh, the States. (laughs) Rather than the the donkey bread. Although people would love some chickens here. Um, Okay, so the I love the stuff that you guys do from Elevate. And that's how I was introduced to you, Mm. to you guys, um, to you for that. So everything is new. And so I really love that. And so... Elevate, you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to show you some of the stuff, okay? I'll show you right there. Okay, so can we give these away? Yeah. Okay, we're going to give some things away. Okay, this is so fun. <laughs> I love giving things away. I turn into like Oprah. Okay, so tell us about, I have two different products here. And again, if you want to watch this, you can go to jamieav.com slash YouTube and you can watch the whole thing and see it. But we're going to give away um, two things on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So these two things yeah, are separate. We'll give away totally. two winners. Uh, it'll start today uh, that this show is airing. So tell us about this product right yes. here. Yes. This product was launched in collaboration with Christine DeMarco. So it's called the DeMarco. Okay. And it has a little strap inside there. And when you put that on, it's designed with a built-in wallet system. So in a snap. So the easy snap closure. I love this thing. Travel with it everywhere. It's the bag none of our teammates can live without, to really? be honest. Yeah. So if you asked, you know, which one are you guys all carrying? Like we're all, we all carry. Is this what this you bag. flew in with today? Yes, it is. Because okay. I put my passport right there in the back and yep. then the cards are all there. Everything's accessible. It's perfect. So that is the DeMarco huge crowd pleaser. The other one yeah, is can you the, say this? This is we're not giving this, this is away, coming soon. But your sister's here and she had this on her back <laughs> and I was like, tell me about this. Yes, this is coming soon. A little cozier strap. I um, love this. With a cute design. Yeah, we're excited about that. Like when is this launching? Sneak peek. Sneak peek, I know. Is, um, are we not supposed to show this? This is such a sneak peek. I love it. I love getting sneak peeks out of people when you didn't even plan on it. I'm, I'm like, sweating. No, I'm kidding. I, I know. I know. You're it's like, right. wow, we were supposed to show this to the world. Right. And here we are. We can cut this out if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, no. This but. is fine. <laughs> I do love sneak peeks so And I am much. sweating. I'm like, Sarah, tell me the answer. <laughs> Sarah, can we keep this in the show? <laughs> yes. Sarah said yes. Fall. I think we're safe to say fall, right? Fall. Sarah says summer. We have to safely say fall. I don't know. Sarah, are you sure? Okay, listen. Here's what we're going to do here. (laughs) Yeah. 
She runs the show. We're going to say fall. <laughs> Sarah runs the show. She says summer. So here it is. I will be adding this to my bag for sure. <laughs> and then the second thing we're going to give away. Tell yes. us about this. This is the Nomad. It's the nomad. A cute. Also it, a crossbody. Yes. Also a crossbody. So the strap's inside there. And that zips around and it fans open. It's super fun. And this one just holds a little more. So if you can't get away with just your key fob phone and maybe sunglasses, if you need a little bit more, mm-hmm. this is your go-to. So this is the Nomad. This is the DeMarco. DeMarco. We're going to yep. give away um, to two winners on Instagram, um, really? one of each of these. Uh, they will have the straps that come with them, just full disclosure so everyone knows. Yes. Uh, because um, I'll be waiting to get my strap this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. Gotcha. Um, I love your products. We've had them um, before at our Happy Hour Lives and yeah. talk about them and stuff. And so super, super grateful for that. And guys, find that on Instagram. Okay, I would love to know, what are you reading these days? Ooh, I am reading Don't Hold Back by mm. David Platt. I was just almost done with that. Um, I read it um, after. So I interviewed him in January, even though it just came out last week. And I had not read his book yet. But I had told him, hey, I'm I'm not here to talk about your book. Sorry. I'm here to talk about the Unreached People. He was like, yes. <laughs> I read the book, that book already, since I interviewed him. And I have already said it will go down as one of my top mm. five books I read this wow. year. Hands yeah. down, already. Yeah. It's so, so good, you guys. It is. It's really good. The picture's painted. It, it, it does something to you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you experienced mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it was just that itch. The itch. Of, I think we're all itching. I mean, this is in 2033. A lot of us are celebrating something called the 2000th Commission of the Great Commission, and we're we're. I mean, it's significant. Wait, I haven't heard about this. Okay. Now I've heard a lot of predictions mm-hmm. about. Uh, like I work a lot with Illuminations, uh-huh. Bible translations, yep. and so they are like really looking for the next decade, fifteen yep. years. Okay, tell me about yeah. this. So AD twenty thirty three, the two thousand years since the Great Commission. And um, I think kind of ushered in and made popular by Rick Warren, uh-huh. um, the Unreached People Group, Finishing the Task yep. Collective. They're all part of. I remember my first Finishing the Task meeting. Again, only young female in the room. I'm so Just proud crazy. of you. I wish I could have texted you before you walked in and be like, you walk in that room and you hold your head high because God has oh. you here and you walk in. It was it has not been me so many times just like you know just kind of like why am I here you just you have to ask yourself that I'm like god I just feel like this is what you're calling to be but uh um but yeah so um there's a collective of organizations big and small um international national that are going what would it look like if we lived like you know with we lived like the last the next 10 years matter significantly in the next massive push mm-hmm. in the great commission because like i was saying before like we know who these people are we know for the most part where they are mm-hmm. and we have a collective resource uh, in the great commission i mean i was just talking to um two brothers in a highly persecuted nation a few weeks ago and was like how did how are you guys seeing people come to faith jamie tiktok Oh, I'm sorry. What? TikTok is what they said. TikTok. They're like putting videos out on social media platforms to engage people who are what we call God-prepared people, seeking people to gauge interest. And so much of the par- these parts of the world that are risky, we're like, huh? Like, Why am I so blown what? right now? Like, I you feel know? like I need to pause and take a moment. <laughs> yes. So we're like, we have these platforms. Because my teenagers are like, Mom, I saw it on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, gosh. It's not true, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I'm not saying I'm endorsing anything. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. um, But we have, like, this ability. When we're, when we're bringing whatever we have, right, and we're putting it all on the table. And, um, like, those statistics show us 1% just of missions giving, mm-hmm. not global yeah. Christian giving. Right. Missions giving it's is going, going to unreach people. That's why with Activate Global, we want to start small businesses because they regenerate mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. and we're all of a sudden qualifying the marketplace in a dynamic way yeah. because if we're just relying on that that one dollar or whatever um i mean it's limited and yeah. so we're like we got to be more in- ingenuitive yeah. and innovative uh-huh. about the way that we're seeing the great commission in our time not kidding i mean the south koreans they have this mission sending stuff that's nuts filipinos sending women to the middle east in really unique ways like just powerful that's what we love to see like the, the creative genius of our time so that 2033 question is what if we lived like in 10 years these 10 years mattered a lot for the coming and the ushering in of the completion of the great commission in a significant way some people would say the start of the beginning mm-hmm. um i don't know i just love the idea of living like jesus would come back 
You know, yeah. I love living like that. And so we, of course, don't know. But um, it's just super fun to see people get kind of rallying together. Because I think what I've noticed is when we have a collective vision, um, we're all coming together. We're pulling our resources instead of competing. I love it. And yes. then we're doing accelerating more in the kingdom yeah. than we ever would have if uh-huh. we had not right. kind of uh, put our eyes yeah. up. You guys were both at IF. And did mm-hmm. you hear Jenny speak from the stage? Jenny Allen, she said from the stage, she, I'm going to butcher it, but she said something like, you know, what? how would your life look different if you knew that Jesus was coming back in 10 years? And um, she said from the stage as well, she's uh-huh. like, and if I'm wrong, who cares? Like, then right. we've, get, we've given our entire that's life so to true. the gospel. Like, she's like, I'd rather be wrong on the front lines yep. than, oh, that's good. you know what I mean? Yep. Than just sitting in the back waiting. Yeah. And um, I was with her at another thing after that, a little bit more intimate, not from the stage. And she, she posed the same question to a group of leaders. And I'm telling you, it is really like kind of messing with me a little bit of just like, what would that look like for our lives? Like if you knew, mm-hmm. if you're like, and, and we don't know, no one's proclaiming, no one's giving right. a statement, <laughs> like everyone <laughs> calm down. But if we lived our lives in a way yeah. that was like, what would it change? What would it change by your life? Yeah. And it's a really, really hard, intense, uncomfortable, amazing, beautiful question to sit with. Yeah. And to me, when you hear trickles of that, I had heard, I think that I'd heard it first from one of our teammates or Rick Warren kind of saying that. And when you hear that, wherever you're hearing it, like where you keep hearing things, there's like a theme, mm-hmm. I guess, in the way that um, that we see the Lord moving, which I think is really powerful. Um, and what I think it's done to me, and maybe not that exactly, but just in my time with the Lord, what I, kind of where I've been sensing and moving in this space is John 4, um, where Jesus is tired and weary and he's working through a region. He has to go through Samaria, Samaria and he's, he meets this woman at the well. His disciples come after he has this beautiful, dynamic interaction with this woman at the well. And then his disciples come and he says, lift up your eyes. Can't you see? The fields are white for harvest. And that's what I keep hearing is lift up your eyes. Like, mm-hmm. what if we all collect? And I think that's what that question does. Mm-hmm. What you're t- just describing with Jenny asking. It's like, it's calling us lifting up our eyes a little bit to see this global, like this narrative mm-hmm. of God from the beginning. Because it's not like a new thing. Yeah. It's such a God thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he just needs us to have those people in our lives or in our generation who are calling us to lift up our eyes to keep us from just doing our thing to see what like, is the God thing mm-hmm. that's kind of happening. Yeah. And that helped me a lot as just going, I want to live like that. Yeah. Like, sign me up. Yeah. And I, I hope in these four episodes, like my hope for people is that they'll see what is it for me? You know, when you were 22, you went, I have like a, I, I have a really big like suspicion that of all the, the four people that have been on this show mm-hmm. so far, talking about unreached people groups, that all of you would go in a heartbeat if, if God asked you to. Uh, but for some people, it is creating mm-hmm. businesses. For some people, it's taking what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. and maybe you travel to mm-hmm. an unreached people group for business work. Well, mm-hmm. What does that look like totally. for you? You know, like you travel oh to East Asia every six months on yep. a business trip. Exactly. Well, how does that change the way you interact with people? Yes. And for me, it was like, man, what can I do to elevate voices of people? Wow. Um, okay, so this all came from David's book. So you're reading David's book. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else or is that what you're reading right now? Yeah, I'm reading David Platt's book. I just got done reading um, Up From Slavery or Listening on Audible mm-hmm. um, by Booker T. Washington. My mentor was impacted by him significantly, and he was like, why don't you read this book? Mm-hmm. And so just the the compassion, the audacity of vision is what it just kind of – yeah. clarified for me there so I was just super compelled by that I love it. um chewed on that a lot <laughs> wrestled through that and then I just got done not too long ago we did a book club with activate global on women who risk mm. which is an absolute really incredible book this book's amazing so I brought this in here to the interview because you had sent me a copy and so yeah. I wanted to thank you for it but I also wanted you to talk about it for a second because like I told you before we started recording I've had this book on my bookshelf for a long time and it's it's been a book that has been like read this one day read this one day read this one day and then when you sent it to me I was like I think this is like I should read this right now <laughs> so I'm going to read this next so tell us a little bit about this book this is Tom and Joanne Doyle um incredible um just ability to story tell what Jesus is doing to literally meet people mm. particularly in the Middle East and places that we would go Jesus are you doing anything there right. yes Jesus is 
dynamically intersecting in the lives of people to draw people to himself. Women who are stepping out, Jesus is meeting them. It's just stories that what it did in me, I mean, I just got done reading, you know, I always hear from people about chapter three. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and, and they're like, what? And you, it's like a book where you just want to throw it on the floor it's in called a good way. Marry him or your mother die. Right? <laughs> It sounds like a, yeah. a fiction, like <laughs> turn into a movie. Yeah, it's so good. It's like one of those books where you're just like, Lord, you're doing this. Mm. This is this is our. And it was a part of me was like a little jealous. Right? I'm like, oh, I want you to do this in my life, you know. But I'm like, you're doing this in people's lives. This is how much you care about your people. Mm. You're a real. And it helped me on days where I'm like, you know, I think we all have days where like, Lord, where are you? Like just pinpointing your activity mm-hmm. in our own lives mm-hmm. there's something about testimony mm-hmm. that you're like whoa yeah. jesus is alive yeah. and that's what it did me just to increase my faith i love it just to believe god for more and just to be blessed by what he's doing through these stories unreal actually well i said i've had it on my shelf for years but i just saw it came out in 2021 so i think i've had it on my shelf since 2021 it's two years <laughs> it, feels you know, like a long it feels like a long time um i can't i like second everything you said i always say stories change the world and that's what we see Mm -hmm. speaking of the samaritan woman you know when jesus when she's like i am the messiah she goes back to her village and tells everyone what happened and it says that many believed in that village because of her story surely you're the savior of the world yes and many believe because of the testimony that she gave them and i think that that is so it's good for our faith to Mm -hmm. see what god's doing um around the world jess it's been a joy (laughs) Thank you for coming to Austin. Thank you for sharing about what you guys have created and are doing around the world. And it is an honor to to elevate um, what you're doing and to really bring awareness um, to not only what you're doing, but to what is happening around yeah. the world. And I hope that has run true in all four of these episodes is that God is moving mm-hmm. mightily he around is. the world. He is. And Jamie, it's such a there's so many times where kind of us you know in the niche kind of unreached people group world where you're just like would people just speak their reality would we just speak of the things that 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 are happening but also the gravity of the Mm -hmm. task ahead of us Mm -hmm. and so i'm just so thankful that the lord is just moving through you and everybody listening Mm -hmm. like you know i just think that there's so much on the other side of our obedience that is like gonna bless Mm -hmm. just in ways that people maybe can't even understand. So just thankful to be here and just be a small part of a bigger picture together. I love it. If you guys missed any of the episodes last week, David Platt was on, Stephen Morales, they both work for Radical, and on Wednesday of this week, Annie Campman was on, and today you. And don't forget guys, go over to Instagram, we're gonna give away some some bags. So Jess, thank you. Thanks, Jamie. You guys, I am, very 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 proud of these last four episodes and I hope that you are able to share them with friends my biggest prayer is that God has stirred your heart for love for the nations for the unreached people groups and whatever that looks like in your own personal life uh, that you would listen to him that you would listen to the spirit and that you would move in that I know I have been convicted of so many things during these interviews and wanting to change things and wanting to really just live my life with the sense that these people matter and that God wants the gospel to go to the ends of the earth. And how can I do that right where I am? You guys, I'm grateful for these organizations. Don't forget everything about all of them are in the show notes. And if you're interested in partnering with any of them, they would love it. Also, don't forget, we're giving away some bags over on Instagram at Jamie Ivy. And don't forget, Elevate's also giving all of my listeners a really sweet discount if you go to elevatepeople.com. Use the discount code HAPPYHOUR15. You're going to get 15% off your entire order. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivey. Produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Edited by Angie Elkins. Show notes by Nikki Ogden. Art by Jen Jet Barrett. Original music by Matt Graham. And I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend.